Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 3D6, down the line. Hey everyone, welcome back to 3D6 Down the Line. It is episode 51 of the Halls of Ardenvul Mega Dungeon by Richard Barton using the old school essential system by Gavin Norman, otherwise known as Necrotic Gnome. My name is John. I will be your referee for the evening. And going around the horn, we have a full house. Hi, I'm Mike. I play Darius Vile, the second level assassin. Uh, I'm David. I play a yet unmet character. TBD. <laughs> TBD. Uh, hi there. I'm, uh, I'm Matt. I play Nyon, fifth level, whisk and fire. <laughs> and I'm Ted. And uh, for the moment, I'm playing Mortis J. Gabliano, where the whimsy is turned up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong game, Ted. Sorry. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> where the grimdark is turned up to 11. <laughs> Switch gears. Okay. <laughs> We are back after our short jaunt back to Dolmenwood. Um, although people who may be watching this years in the future will have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but it is episode 51 continuing on. We have a very interesting situation going on with our current campaign. We are in the midst, or we're about to begin, a three-way party split. It's never been attempted before. I'm sure that no group ever in history has ever attempted this before. I'm sure we are forging new ground. Um, with that said, uh, we have no idea if it's going to work. I have no idea if I can, if I have the brain space to be able to manage it, and I don't know if these guys have the brain space to manage three characters at the same time. So we shall see what happens. If it ends up just being a slog or too much, uh, we'll find a way to get everyone back together again, um, and we'll just uh, meta the hell out of it. Um, but we're going to give it a go and see what happens. So just be aware that uh, we are not some sort of super group that can magically make this happen. Um, we're going to <laughs> attempt, we're going to attempt this. We're going to attempt it, but we can, we promise no guarantees. All right. And so, John, yes, I, I presume you have considered just killing off three, two thirds of the characters to solve this. <laughs> out, right? Yes, that's definitely an option. In fact, I think the scenario that group A is about to enter into, is very likely going to result. In this. <laughs> yeah, it's a big solution here. Okay, so here's the way that it's All basically right. going to work. Right. We're going to be figuring out rules as we go, but this is what I kind of come up with uh, to begin with. First of all, all retainers except for Codswallop and Samantha are now player characters. Uh, they That also means that they cannot return to being retainers. They are now full PCs. If for some reason they end up not being played anymore, then they are NPCs, but they are not retainers. Okay? So they will never, ever get just a half share of XP. If you take them on adventures, you have to play them. Okay. If you want more retainers, you're going to have to hire them. Um, the, uh, so this is basically, this is, hold on one second. This is a, uh, now what we're going to be calling like a character stable. All right. So now you don't just have one main character. You have a whole bunch of characters that you can pick and choose from, uh, depending on where they are. Um, so, uh, the plus side of that is that wages no longer need to be paid out for any of those, uh, retainers that are actually, uh, PCs now. Okay. Full, full fledged. 
Uh, the only one that has a debt is Nyal. Okay, so that is still something that you're going to have to kind of take in into consideration, Matt, is that Nyal still has the unpaid debt to Avaricios and would still okay. have a great desire to free himself uh, of that debt. So just role-playing wise, you just kind of want to keep that in mind. So kill um, Avaricios. Got it. <laughs> Um, okay, we have three different teams, and they're going to be labeled. Uh, we're going to be labeling them here on the show as well, and in all the documentation that you guys are going to have access to in the description down below and on our website as as uh, alphabet team. So there's going to be A team, B team, and C team. Um, we will be. I'll be we will be switching in between them at natural stop points within the episode. So we are not going to be doing one episode is a team and the next episode is B team. No, all three will get some time in each episode unless we figure, unless we find out that doesn't work, but we're going to give that a whirl. Um, so we'll be shifting POVs time tracked will be, uh, uh, separate. I have three different time tracking sheets. Uh, so if teams end up looking like they're going to meet up again with each other, we're going to have to, figure out the time differential and make that work, but I'm not worried about that right now. Um, and then as well, there's going to be three separate feats of exploration worksheets that I'll be using. So you guys as players should be aware that um, it's not a cumulative thing. So like if a team uh, explores three rooms and C team explores two rooms, you don't get to hit the five room minimum, right? It's like, it's, it's individual for each team. Um, just be aware. And I think that's all there is to explain as far as what we're going to be doing going forward. So I'm excited to see how it works, and we'll see what happens here. So we're going to be starting first with A-Team. A-Team, as the characters introduce themselves, we have Darius, Mort, and Njal. They are currently on some unknown level, and it is the 3rd of Jelenios. It is about 9.50 a.m. for A-Team specifically. They are in a great hall with a vast height, right? So they, you cannot see the ceiling. Um, and in the midst of this hallway, there are columns at regular intervals that have all toppled over and scattered their, their stone all over the place. There are numerous egresses to uh, all over the room, but there are three that are evenly spaced along the east. And from um, each one of those three passageways, let me switch over to mirror heels so people can see. Each one of those three uh, passageways has a, um, sorry, I lost my page here, has a barricade. And those barricades are seven foot tall masonry walls that are running across the each one of those passageways. And so there is a three foot gap that can be climbed over to get to the other side of the barricade. However, in the midst, in the middle of each one of those masonry walls, uh, rudimentary doors have actually been fitted in each one of them. Oh. So there are um, there are four by four by four wooden doors, all closed, all closed that have been set into it. Hmm. Um, in addition, there is a, a pair of slightly ajar double doors uh, on the western side, and a passageway leading to the west as well. And there is also a passageway leading to the south. Um, there are uh, numerous brackets uh, for torches along the walls. And 
there the ground itself and the walls are uh at various places have show signs of having been scorched with fire of some sort there's like soot on them and there are a number of uh scattered arrows about as well when you were exploring the room um darius uh climbed up after hearing some noise uh, up the western wall and came face-to-face with what appeared to be a baboon-shaped gargoyle. Um, And uh, as it sort of didn't realize that Darius was up there because Darius Head is in the midst of using his uh, Laryl's cloak for the second time today, Um, it was invisible, put its stony claw on top of Darius, Um, but then uh, Darius was able to scuttle down as all of the gargoyles uh, realize that there are intruders in the hallway and have screeched to life and are now basically coming down upon the PCs. In addition, however, they heard drums, drums in the deep coming from the east as well, uh, barking orders of officers uh, like the uh, coming from the east as well. And you are fairly certain that what you're dealing with are beastmen that are rapidly approaching from one of those eastern corridors. Now, there are a couple of things that I just want to clarify. I made a mistake, um, although the map that Ted did has now been corrected, is that there, the before you heard the drums, there were um, uh, uh, horns, basically, that blared out, right? The bells of those horns are basically jutting out of the western wall just north of the double doors. We had them spaced incorrectly because I gave Ted the wrong um uh, d- uh dimensions uh, in the previous session but now they are correct so there are two horns but the bells of those horns are just north of the secret door and one thing i completely forgot that i should have said whenever you approached it before all this went down so we're sort of retconning a little bit is that in between those horns there is a painting of a bearded man with empty eyes on the western wall between them and when you approach within 10 feet it actually animates and speaking in Archontian, modern Archontian, it said, The path of Lord Priscus is the path to enlightenment and fulfillment. The eyes will tell you the way. Lord Priscus, eh? We know that name. Why do we know that yeah. name? Oh, because of that little secret uh, hidey hole at the northern end of the cavern that uh, on where, you know, F for respect, found... Um, uh, remember, it's it's like that room where the spiders were, where the animated statue is. Yeah, chest, the right. chest yep. door, right. or for yep. lack of a better description, the yep. the wizardly uh, chessboard. Okay, what was the uh, phrase again, John? Uh, the phrase was the path of Lord Priscus is the path to enlightenment and fulfillment. The eyes will tell you the way. Priscus is P-R-I-S-C-U-S. Um, perhaps to clarify things even more, any one of you here who has been in the Blue Pillar Room, which I think is all of you, yeah? Um, That's how we got here, yeah. Yeah, the Blue Pillar Room, recognizes the bearded face as the same good-looking, slightly, you know, like slightly bearded, you know, not, not like a heavy beard that you saw on the northeastern facet that also spoke to you. Where they the one that we had... couldn't quite place, that guy. Yeah. We're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, man. Mike. Uh, so I just want to say that if I, if we'd known that last session, I never would have climbed up and aggroed the uh, baboon gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a correlation. <laughs> no? 
Okay. Uh... <laughs> okay. So uh, we are in media res with this. Uh, so you guys got the picture right. So very free of dust. It's obviously that this is some sort of no man's land or something like that. Um, uh, the, the battle had, has gone on here. There, uh, the southern um, uh, passageway, by the way, is also. Let me just check real quick. Um, is also barricaded as well, in the same manner as the eastern ones. Okay. And is okay. Good? Hmm? the southern one is the, the southern, southern one is southern passage with the wooden yeah. door and everything. Uh, no. Yes, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, pile of green rocks that you got there, Ted, that is a cave in. It looks like there used yep. to be a passageway that used to extend south, but it's a completely caved in. And also remember too that you cannot see the ceiling, right? Like Darius climbed up about um, how far did he climb up? Like forty feet. Forty feet, yeah, yeah. So you were just out of the the, the torchlight, right? So there is a there is a torch that has been lit and is on the ground. Darius is in the midst of actually scurrying down the wall. This is exactly where we left it. Like you were moving down the wall, Darius, while Nyal and Mort were going. Uh, western into that quarter after having seen that there was a door there they have not uh, assessed that door in any sort of manner they were actually hoping that it is, that it led out of the room but they were short you know they came up short against this door to the west and uh that is the situation so there are there are six gargoyles that have lofted into the air they are all about 40 feet up they are screeching there's doom, 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 doom. you hear these drums in the east and like a uh, ready yourself men intruders you, you kind of here, like sort of a pigeon, pigeon Archontian uh, coming from the east as well. And I think at this moment we need to roll initiative. Um, although, does anyone want to cast spells? Do we have any spellcasters? Yes, I no. would love to cast spells, but I don't have any. We should okay. totally do that. That's a great idea, Matt. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's do some uh, dice rolling here, shall we? Who's doing Who's going? Well, I believe you're the caller, Mike. I got a four. That'd be me. I'll roll it first. Do it, Mike. Um, four, Sucky John. Okay. <laughs> I got a one. Ooh. Well yes. done, All right. You guys win. What do you do? So, so am I on the floor <laughs> or am I still on the wall? You're literally in the midst of, of, of uh, climbing down. You don't have to make a roll. But like your movement would be moving the rest of the way down the wall. That would be phenomenal. Then I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm okay. done, guys. Yeah. Uh, All right. What do you think, uh, Mort? Shall we open this door and get the hell out of here? I think that at least attempting to open the door is the order of the day, sir. Uh, Darius, do you um, want to uh, do you want to pull out a weapon or something when you're done with your movement? Uh, yes, John. I'll I'll pull out that um, Spatha, which I don't actually know the stats for. It was the one that we found on the officer in the um, area, like right next to the trials room. The trials room. I don't uh, know. How to, uh, yeah, it was yeah, in the, the east, the east of that room. It was the and, officers. He fought his own men or whatever and killed them all. And it was that. Yeah, I, I remember when Avaricios picked it up and gave it to you. Um, it felt like um, he felt lighter on his feet or something like that, like a little more nimble. Oh, really? I didn't know that part. I didn't catch that description. Yeah, I remember that. And, and I wrote down Spatha, but I think we actually determined that it's a Gladius, I think. Right? But, I don't, yeah. You know. Yes. You know okay. what I'm talking about. Did you find it, John? I, don't, I We never got it identified. I thought... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. I know what it is. 
Okay. All right. So I, I pull that out and um, I get to the floor. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. Cool. And then uh, oh. you guys, you guys are going to look at the door? Yeah. So, uh, Matt, um, I guess, do, does Nial have a shield? Uh, Nial ha- is carrying an extra shield, but he's not uh, wielding one. So what's what's his AC right now? Uh, his AC is 16. All right. You open the door. I'll block the way. Because mine's I, I just, 19. I just want to point out, too, as far as options go, that there's nothing preventing you from going through those ajar double doors as well. Except that they are 30 feet away, 40 feet away, and the room is full of screaming gargoyles. Yes. Minor detail, I know, but... Okay, no, so you're listening relevant. at the... Well, you can't listen at the door, right? There's we're in the midst of combat. I mean, I guess I could tell if there was actively like scrabbling or something on the other side. Yeah, but... it'd just be like like passive hearing, uh, you know, yeah. in the midst of this kind of uh, horror that's descending upon you. So you do not hear anything beyond the door. Okay. Um. Well. Well. Shit. I'm gonna try to open that door. See if it blows us up. Okay. All right. So it it does open up, uh, and you can see beyond. Thank God uh, that there is a perfectly square, uh, perfectly square chamber. It is 30 by 30. You are entering in directly on the uh, middle of the eastern side of it. 30 by 30 middle of the eastern side. And we're using 10 foot squares here, right? 10 foot squares. Yep. Is this like that scene in uh, A New Hope where we open the door and there are like 30 different gargoyles standing there ready to? (laughs) Unfortunately not. But uh, there. Uh, there are three egresses out of here. There is a small uh, door in the northwestern corner on the north wall. It's only about northwestern corner, north wall. Okay. Yeah. And there are two regular sized doors that are both ajar, one in the middle of the western wall and one in the southwest corner on the south wall. Both of those are ajar. Um, right, middle of the western wall. And one, Sorry, on, the, I'm, I'm, one on the yeah, southwest. South west mm-hmm. of the southern wall, Correct. you mean? Is that yes? Uh, okay, da, 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 da. okay, uh, all right. So, there is nothing in the room, it seems to be clear of 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 dust or detritus or anything like that. So it's a little bit weird because every room that you've been in had something in it. Okay. In addition, when you kind of peer through there and y'all, you definitely get a, uh, there's a quickening in your heart, uh, in your, in your, in your, 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 uh, what do you call it? Your rate, your heart rate. Um, as you feel for some reason, maybe it's just the fact that it's empty and you're not used to seeing things empty. Maybe it's just like the stress of what was approaching you from behind, but you, you feel a sense of dread and fear. In the room, even though it's completely empty, there's plenty of exits. Trust your instincts. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> okay, so you ba- your action basically we are in combat. So y'all, you are, your action was to open the door. You can still move if you like, and then of course more can do the same. Well, uh, to to keep things honest in terms of sight, I don't have a torch. The only torch that we have it's is on the that ground. one on the ground. Correct. Um. Uh, I don't know how far it is. Is it? Um, can I? Uh, well, shoot! If I run out there, range, they're going to see me and definitely know. I guess they know we're in here already. Um, 
But I, I guess I already did my lot. action. I can run over there, grab the torch, Mort, and come back. Mort has torches. Oh, you do? I have torches. Just get in uh, there. We'll close the door. Oh, so we're going to go in the in the room of, of dread and terror? I would rather go <laughs> in the room of the unnamed dread than the named gargoyles. Okay. But they have names. To, what's that? They have names. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> are you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Jasper, Marble. Okay, so what's what's going on? Are you both moving into the room? I, if if uh, Nial will move in, Mort will back in. Yeah, he's keeping an eye on the gargoyles. He doesn't want to turn. Okay, his back are you on. closing the door behind you? I uh, know because we're we're waiting for Darius to come in. Okay, can we so, like make it look closed? So like mostly, right? When you step into the room, in a blinding instant, you see that uh, uh, before the effects take place, that something that was magically inscribed on the floor illuminates quickly and blindingly um, in, in a circle. Like there's a, basically like a, a, like a, a pentagram or an arcane symbol that basically like just comes right out of the floor, just like comes into light as you step onto the, onto the floor. And I need uh, both of you guys to make me saving throws versus spells at a minus one penalty, please. Oh, Ouch. Okay. okay, this is fine. Okay. All right. All right, my uh, spell saving throw is a 14. So I have to roll 14 above or a, fif- a 15, right? Since I'm at a minus one. Yeah, yep. Here we go. Unless you, you, you have a wisdom bonus. Oh, look at that. I got, I got a 15. Okay. Minus one, 14. Okay. Okay, All you right. made it, Mort. Okay, I need to roll a, well, I guess an 11. Wisdom bonuses count is what I was going to say for this roll. So. I rolled a 16. Okay, so you both said That's fantastic. Okay, so the, the thing illuminates, and what you feel coming through you is you, you mm. thought it would be like an electric shock or something like that, but uh, is just an intense amount of dread and fear, and your instinct is to run away as quickly as you possibly can to get out of the room. Get out of the room, is it, but then you're able to like, no, it's danger in the other direction. We've got to stay. And so you kind of, your your mind kind of, uh, your iron will sort of comes down and clamps down on your mind yeah. and you're able to to maintain. Um, all right. Uh, uh, that was the round. Now, David. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's see. Darius would be the only one. So Darius, you see the door to uh, the the eastern, the, the, I'm sorry, the, the northeastern corridor, the northeastern passageway, bursts open. You, you would actually kind of hear it. I don't think you would see it because you're sort of down near the southwest there. Um, and you see a hulking form, hulking in, a, in a, just a, a tunic, basically, uh, come bursting through the door. And you hear coming, uh, following him through that door, you hear uh, enraged shouts of what sounds like gruff, uh, like uh, almost like oinking and squealing, like a, you know, like a, where are you going? Where? He's, he's loose. Get him. Get him. And you see that dragging behind him um, as he's kind of running through is he's got manacles on his wrist that are dragging chains that appear to have been ripped apart. And uh, he's just basically stumbles into the room. And you see the gargoyles that are floating in the air kind of like all like turn towards him as well. And you can hear behind him, you hear, no, the gargoyles are active. Don't go in there. Yes, but we need to, we need to sell him. 
no, no, I'm sorry. They don't say sell him. We need to bring him to the mother. Mother wants him. Well, what are we going to do? There's, there's intruders in there as well. And you just kind of hear them kind of arguing. And this huge dude, like bigger than Your y'all. Is... be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Go back from that infertile womb from which you came. Then <laughs> who do we... Squilling pigs. What, what, what is he... Uh, other than huge, is there any other uh, significant appearance things that you have uh, for this guy? Uh, he's, he's about 6'6", six, six, legs like tree trunks. Um, <laughs> we're thinking... An analog might be like uh, a Dolph Lundgren or a, uh, you know, the leader Beowulf from the 13th Warrior. But rather than like fair haired, though it's hard to tell, uh, he's soot covered and his hair is jet black. Whether it's his hair color or it's just so matted with um, whatever, <laughs> uh, it is it is indeed uh, jet black and he comes bursting through. Um, do I have all my gear? I thought you I had don't. my gear on, but now it's... Oh, I don't. Okay, okay never you, mind. You do not have your gear. You're basically uh, naked, right? Well, not naked, but you have like a tunic on. Sure. Okay. Do I have my necklace on? Do I at least have my necklace on? Is that is that a character thing or not? No, sure, yeah. you can have your necklace. That's fine. I have. I do have a uh, an irregular necklace of, of, of uh, coins that have been sort of like punctured through and tethered around my neck as well. For what yeah, purpose? my mom used to sell my milk. For what my purpose? Purpose? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> What's that? Okay. And we'll call oh, we'll yeah. call that uh, 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 your character's actions for the round. Uh, start of the turn. Um, the who is anyone casting spells? Oh wait, uh, the, the gargoyles didn't go. The gargoyles did not go. You're right. Thank you. I mean, it's okay. I mean, You're... here's where here's where David gets eviscerated as he makes the <laughs> Love that I got to start with none of my gear, John. Thanks so much. <laughs> this is a low whimsy scenario here. Aren't you, aren't you glad you spent all that time rolling it up? <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm going to say is that um, your guys, what, what's your guy's name, David? <laughs> Mouthful of chicken, David. Mouthful of chicken. The, the minute I had a bite, uh, Upior. Upior. U-P-I-O-R. Upior. Okay. So you're going to be actually like still in or the... OPR is the correct pronunciation. Sorry. OPR. OPR. Okay. So OPR is going to be in the... Uh, you're in that passageway just beyond the door. So you're not fully into the room. Okay. And they are going to come screeching down, not upon OPR, but upon um, uh, Darius. I'm invisible. He's invisible. Uh, you are invisible. That's right. Uh, by the way, you have... I have that marked. Three more turns on that. Okay. Um, and the torch, and by and the way. And then a whole other use. And then a whole other use, right? Yes, then a whole other use. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, okay. You guys do not close. Okay. So they are going to. Uh, they're going to fly down, and I think three are going to see what Opior is going to do, and then the other three are going to uh, swoop down into the western corridor and attempt to attack. Mort and y'all. All right, in, we're definitely barricading the in that. Yeah, can in we that like keep, try to keep we them? In, we were like close. You know, we didn't close it. Close it, but we're not letting them just open it to come in. But it's open. You know what I mean? It's not latched. Let's put it. It down. is not latched. We're we're looking out the door like a crack, so we can wait for Darius. But we didn't yeah. close it. Sorry, just to clarify, you are where the AV token is, or through the double? Yeah, stay there with the AV token. Okay. 
Okay. I don't know, maybe we didn't make that clear, but but the point was we weren't just leaving it wide open. That'd be crazy. <laughs> There's gargoyles after us, but we didn't want to like latch it shut and have Darius locked out there either. Like okay. I was just thinking like Mort is there at the door, you know, I got defending it. the door. I got it. Okay. So they're going to post up uh at the entrance to that hallway uh leading into that into the room. So basically, uh Darius, you are uh they, they kind of come down and they're about five feet off the ground, but they're hovering. Okay, and sure. they're looking down that corridor and they're screeching madly and they're really they're like you can reach out and touch them if you wanted to. You're just to the north. Assassinate them. Okay. They're not uh, humanoids. We already established that. Correct. Oh, that's right. Okay. The other three are going to keep hovering about forty feet up and they're keeping an eye on Upior. All right. Now, uh, top of the round, are you going okay. to cast spells, Upior? No, I am not. Okay. Unless uh, do do I see any? Uh, just well, I'm not going to cast this turn. But are there are there any like um, skeletons or corpses about this nope. area? They are okay. not. So, no, <laughs> I will not. be in a minute. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not casting. Okay, okay. No. All right, no one is in melee, so roll initiative. I got a four. It's quite I a got... Oh, I got a three. Sorry, guys. That's okay. I don't think it matters. Okay. <laughs> he screwed. All right, so uh, Opior has not moved yet, so they're going to hang out now uh, through the doors. However, um, Opior, you kind of kind of came to a halt as you're like, "Oh shit!" Like I just we're like frying pan in the fire, right? Um, yeah. From all three of the doors, they all burst open. Okay, and you see a pile uh, of beastmen actually rage through all the doors um actually they don't rage they're actually very very organized and they kind of they they emerge through the doors in good order and how many did i say there's going to be um yeah okay a lot so it cautiously moving through the doors are three teams of six men uh each come so the six men come through each of the passageways right they are a uh a mixture of pig headed men dog headed men and um uh, some sheep headed men as well but uh, mostly pig and dog and you see that there is one who is obviously the leader coming through the middle of the uh, through the middle corridor um is a much taller than the other is wearing more of like a, a imperial regalia um, and has the head of a wolfhound, like an Irish wolfhound, like a really like shaggy, like dark gray and black. Um, and, uh, um, and he has a, uh, like a Praetorian helmet on like a, like a helmet with like a big fucking crest. You know what I mean? That, and, uh, and they're all wielding, uh, spears and uh, shields and that whole thing. And they kind of come in in good order and, uh, they're, they kind of look up, you know, and they, they get their spears ready to kind of chuck it at the at the gargoyles, and they're sort of looking, and the gargoyles are screeching at them as well, um, sizing them up. And the uh, the ones in the northern one basically pop like plow right into Opior, and they're like, "There you are, back back into the chains with you. We've got to take you to mother." I. Nay, I said. I don't teach them. And, it's, and the, the ones in the south and the east, uh, you, you see like the, the wolf uh, captain or the staff sergeant or whatever it is, is like, where are the, my, um, uh, should we be, actually be more like it, be like, where are, where are they? Where are the intruders? 
Can I speak, John? Yep. Yeah. So more. Well, I mean, seeing these guys. What's we're that? in that other. We're in that other room. I don't think that we see them. I can't see Upiar, but I can see six of them straight ahead of us because they came out of that southern, uh, southeastern corridor. Like they're peeking, like peeking through the crack of the door. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And I mean, I've been expecting these guys. Like we knew there were beastmen on their side. This is not a surprise to me them coming through. I was waiting for this. Okay. Because as soon as he sees them, Mort wants to be. Um, in his best Mortis J. Gobliano voice. Ave, brothers, ave. I am in need. The legions. Send the legions to your brother. Okay. Uh, they, 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 they look taken aback by that. Um, uh, Upior, you can see that one of the uh, beastmen uh, legionnaires that kind of comes out on your end there is one that you've recognized from before is carrying on his back what appears to be a pack with all of your crap sticking out of it. Um, the They kind of come up and like one kind of puts a hands up as they sort of listen. Um, they, and the, the, the staff sergeant basically uh, oh, what's he do? Uh, the staff sergeant orders his men to where, where, where are we in initiative? I've lost the whole thread here. We <laughs> lost. We lost. You this won. Is John. This is why I asked if I could speak. Yeah. This, this is, is actually the gargoyles and, and I guess the beastmen. Okay. So they, know. yeah, he puts up his hand and tells his men to halt and he tells them to bring out their bows and they uh, quickly do that um, and they knock their arrows. They can't actually attack this round. The gargoyles right. look a little bit dismayed and, um, but they have very high morale. Uh, I would have assumed they had a very stony look about them. Oh, they do. Oh. Uh, let's see. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Well, the, these uh, gargoyles do their thing. I'm going to go tuck in that kid. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let's see. I've lost the thread. <laughs> He's only on eight Gargoyles are at standstill. Staff sergeant is trying to decide what he's going to do. Yeah, it basically recaps. Opior is free and flexing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mort is calling out in, in uh, Arcantian to his legionnaire brothers across the hall. Okay, this might be a little bit too much of a hand wavy thing, but I I just can't play it out. I didn't really think this through. So, uh, do you guys have any desire at all to engage in combat with anybody here? Oh no. Okay, then they are going to fight a pitch battle against the gargoyles, and I'm just going to say that they win because I don't really feel like pulling a die for it. Um, hey, beastman, go, beastman, go. Yeah, go, beastman, go. Sorry, it's a little bit Deus Ex Machina, but I just don't have it in me to draw all this out. So, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do, John. At, at the end, uh, like in Conan the Destroyer, I'll come out and I'll stab one of the dead gargoyles and, and stand over it. <laughs> okay so I, I have a question though sorry no. all of my gear is on the like staff sergeant <laughs> does he die in this pitch battle or is he alive is he, is he alive as well? uh, are you still alive yeah um, okay all right cool 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 um it, are you guys during are, this are, pitch battle go sorry go ahead can i uh make a run for it in the cast uh yeah you could you certainly can yeah where do you want to go uh well uh John, if david maybe i can help here if i sure. see him as an escape prisoner here i'm gonna run up to him and one of these turns that they're all fighting john 
uh, and grab his arm invisibly and be like, you can't see me, but you look like one of us. Follow me. And I'm going to grab him by his manacle and I will drag him down to if those gargoyles that were posted up at this corridor down here, mm-hmm. if they leave to fight, then I'm going to drag him into the room with the rest of the guys. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. If- Assuming he doesn't just whip me into a wall because he's like a beast. <laughs> Unhand me, Spectre! <laughs> I, would, I, would, call him. <laughs> I would literally, he could probably throw me up onto uh, one of the gargoyle uh, platforms. Yeah, that's, funny. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Um, are you going to go with him, Upior? I don't. I don't see that I have much of a choice. I was very curious about these double doors, but uh, but I think I'm curious about those two. Those seem like the fastest way to. I, I was tempted to just run for the double doors just to see what's behind them, but um, but uh, that seems convoluting. So why don't I just follow uh, uh, my boy? Uh, yeah, don't the, don't make this a four way split, man. Yeah, four way <laughs> split. <laughs> okay, so you all drag yourselves into the that square room. Uh, do you close the door behind you? Uh, let's keep uh, it open a crack. Yeah, I want to keep it open so that Mort can continue to communicate with the beastmen. Okay, so as you all enter that room, um, let's see. Hold on a second. All right. I need everyone to make me another um, saving throw versus spells, but normal this time. Oh, this is going to be amazing because I have an Oh, We have to make it again? <laughs> yes, but, the, but just normal, not a minus one. Okay, I'm going to go first because I need a 17 or higher, John. Ooh. Okay. That ain't it. Yeah, that ain't it. That's that's a big old fail. Okay. <laughs> Everyone right. can roll. Just roll. I made it. I got a 13. I also failed with a 4. Or no, I got a 16. Sorry. I, do, I think, what did I? David oh, got a 13. I got a 13. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And my, my save versus spells is 15. So I did not make it. Okay. So, so everybody but Mort failed. Okay. So, um, good old Mort. For the three of you guys who failed, I don't know what your worst fear is for your character. You guys probably don't know either. But uh, whatever that fear is manifests in front of you in that room, uh, causing uh, dread to seep through you. And causing you to desire nothing more than to get the hell out of here. Once again, this is a this is the 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 fear itself actually manifests, and it looks different to each one of you as the thing that you actually fear. So spiders or losing your lost loved one or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. It, it, it actually manifests, <laughs> and um, it is not. It is different than the arcane symbol, which basically flared once and then died down. Right, so it's something different, but it's also causing fear at the same time. It seems to be some sort of something sentient that is manifested and reads your mind and then uh, projects that fear, and um, it's causing you guys to need to flee. So you, uh, you, it doesn't mean like you're completely out of sorts. Like you understand that there is danger back east, possible danger back east, uh, but you do need to uh, choose one of the other three ways, and you need to get the hell out of that room. I'm going north. I like north too. Um, and just for the record, John, my biggest fear is unidentified sticky substances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. I will, <laughs> I will flee the un- unidentified sticky substance and go to the door of the north. 
So this is really weird because my biggest fear is being trapped in a 30 by 30 room with three guys <laughs> losing their shit. <laughs> I think, uh, I, I think what Nyal sees is a, a disembodied, like giant disembodied, oh, right hand. The hand of Av. <laughs> the hand of Avaricius <laughs> coming for him. Okay, so uh, it, it is indeed my mother scolding me. That is that is that is who appears <laughs> in the room in front of me. Okay, Darius, uh, you bolt towards the northern door, and you're like, "Get me out of here! Get me out of here!" And you slam into a door which has obviously been uh, uh, jammed in some manner uh, from the other side. So, so you, you, there's like an audible crack as Darius slams headfirst into it. Upior um, and uh, Nyal, which uh, where where do you guys want to go? I mean, if I see him do that, I will go. You won't see uh, anything. I'm invisible. You'll just hear. Oh, that's I'll true. Go yeah. south. I'll go south then, <laughs> instead of north. Yeah, I, I would. I would go south too. I like the looks because I don't want to cross that hand. I can like skirt around it and go to the south. I'll do south. Okay. Uh, okay. So I did never get a chance to light a torch, guys. Like we're in the dark, basically. Oh, <laughs> we're right. just like feeling around. Or does the does did it flare with light, John? Can we see from the the? I would the, say like the flare that? of the of the symbol would allow you to kind of orient like where the doors are. But now you are in complete darkness, so uh, you can get through yeah. the doors, but um, you're you are in total darkness. Yeah. Okay. So as you as you run through that door headlong into the darkness, you have no idea what you're entering into. Um, but uh, as you come to, uh, let's see, you're. You're running oh, as fast as you possibly can, and you can't see anything. So you run for about 30 feet, and then you slam into a wall <laughs> and bounce off of it. And you're like, what the fuck? Where are we? What's going on? And you can hear off to the east, approximately about uh, 20 feet to the east, you can hear what sounds to be like a burbling fountain. Okay? Like a burbling All right. Okay. And, um, and does Mort have an action here? or Yeah, just a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Darius. So uh, you can't see Darius, but you heard him slam into that door, Mort. And, but you have been able to quell your fear. Now, you saw it, whatever your fear is, Mort, but you were not right. affected by it. Okay. Goblin women. Professor Snape. Um, yeah, so um, Mort is going to... Um, uh... Yeah, he's not he's not running off like a lunatic. He's staying his ground. He's going to um close the door and and get out his take off his pack and get out a torch and light it. Okay. So he's gonna stay where he is and get that light torch going so that he can follow and not trip over things and fall into pits and whatnot. Okay. So you are still confronted with your greatest fear is kind of standing in front of you. And it's whatever it is, is sort of reaching out towards you as well. Um, causing your, your he's, heart to quaver, quiver. He's not looking at it. He's been paying no attention. He's remembering his military training. You know, stay cool under fire, get the torch out, get it lit. Okay. Uh, you can hear the sounds of battle uh, from the East, just so you know. And okay. that is, the end of the round, right? I believe. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. We've all kind of done something now. Okay. Top of the round. Um, Upi, are you casting spells? Nope. Okay. Uh, actually, you guys can do nothing. Ex anyone who failed to save can do nothing except attempt to get as far away from the source of their greatest fear as possible. Uh, so that leaves only Mort being able to voluntarily do whatever he wants. Please roll okay. for initiative. 
Go ahead, Matt. Oh, I really thought this was an imaginary figure. Okay, well done, Matt. You guys won. I got a three. You guys got a six. Okay. So those of you guys who are feared, a feared, um, you are in total. Well, you see a little bit of light coming through the door to the north that you kind of came through. Uh, right. 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 And, the torch just got lit. Yeah. Darius, well, you are you are still invisible, but now you can kind of see the room. Um, and Darius, you you must try to choose either the western or the southern door to get the hell out of here. Okay. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I, I just assumed that when I bounced off that door, I was following them. Um. So yeah. So I will go through the southern door where they went, John. Okay. So you run as fast as you can. So there's there's three of you now in that room. I would say that from the torchlight, which is barely kind of peeking through that slightly ajar, well, it's kind of a lot more open now. Um, I would say that uh, you can see that there is a 10-foot wide passageway heading directly south. And I'd say that's pretty much it. You are not in that 10-foot wide passageway. You are further into what into a, a, a room that you can't quite tell, although you did bounce against a wall 20 more feet to the south. So you guys are probably all kind of in front of that wall. Wait. Uh, oh, geez. Things giving me agita here. Guys, so why, don't you, the, why don't you move your, your curses away so they can work? No, that's not what it is. It's the weird it's, little effect. So the corridor yeah. they ran through was only 10 feet long as well as 10 feet wide? Yeah, 10 feet wide, 10 feet long. And then uh, 20 feet after that, they hit a wall. Yeah, the wall. that wall I have marked. Yeah, and then you heard a fountain generally 20 feet to the east but you don't can't pinpoint exactly where okay all right so my uh darius runs south mm -hmm. our on the last uh, turn our upior and avaricius now are paralyzed Neal. with fear at that wall oh sorry yeah not Neal. like they're paralyzed there they have to start moving east or west or something you 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 you're you're basically um, compelled to try to escape as as fast as you can. So you would your natural instinct would be to uh, attempt to move around the, the perimeter and try to find some other means of egress. How long do we have to wait before Mort can catch up to us with that torch? Uh, I, like I don't know. He, like don't... he'll he'll be coming in this. Like, can we wait until he? Because it's all kind of happening simultaneously. Like, if if he comes in and then we start to move, we'll be able to see. Well, you guys can determine amongst yourselves who goes first, right? So, yeah. if if you want to, I I vote for Mort to go first with the torch. All right. So the 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 three of them are comedically scrabbling against each other and tripping over the the naked guy and the invisible guy, and Mort casually will stroll past whatever it is he fears, and <clears throat> enter that ten foot wide corridor. Okay. So uh, right, I will 10, say that 20, it that actually, it wasn't in. Door, but well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Sorry, what? I think, I think he can only get to the door. He has a 30 foot movement, so he gets just to the door. Okay, yeah. All right. So I, I will say that the thing was not in melee with you, so I will say you were able to kind of avoid it and move to the door. It's actually uh, a thing. It's not just a vision. No, it's a thing. Oh, I was mm -hmm. afraid of that. Um, oh, that's a totally different story. Okay. <laughs> do you still want to do the same thing? Yeah, I got to get out of here. Clearly. Okay. All right, so you got the torch in hand. I will say that it does uh, illuminate uh, southwards through the door. So what you're seeing here is that 10-foot-wide passageway. Then it opens up into a square chamber that is uh, 20 by 20. And the passageway enters into that room from the northwestern section on the northern wall. 
Okay. Okay. So this wall goes straight down like that. Yep, exactly. And it's just 20 by 20 square. There is a fountain directly in the middle of the Eastern wall. And there is a very small door in the Southwestern part of the room. That's on the Western wall. The let's see. Da, da, da. <clears throat> there, wait, the a door where? The southwestern wall on the western, on the west. South, south in the southwest okay. on the western wall. Right by our marker thing. Right yes, there. correct. Yeah, right there, and then a little fountainy job. You said on the eastern wall, right in the middle, like right oh, there. Yeah, the Oops, that is weird. All right. As the light kind of enters through there, you can see that there is cool water that is flowing from a four foot tall bronze spigot, which has been carved to look like an upright cod. So the water's coming out of the fish's mouth. Um, and there is a basin that appears to be filled with water. You do not see, strangely enough, any source of plumbing at all. It is built into the room. It is built into the wall, however, so who knows? Um, and there does not appear to be anything else in the room except for that water. Uh, and all of you guys have taken your action, right? Do well, okay. So when the when the light when Mort backs up against that thing and shines a light there, you can now see that door. So you're basically all compelled to go through that door if you possibly can. Yeah. Is it uh, is it open or what, like examining the door? How can we open it? Is there? A handle is it just boards what does it look like yeah it's small but it is wooden with iron bands and appears to be uh openable okay uh As i'll try to open yours. it oh, yeah, go ahead. i'll try to open that door okay so it opens up and it opens up into a narrow five foot wide passageway that leads directly west however um you see nothing but darkness beyond because the torchlight doesn't reach there but you kind of you must go through there all right, uh, I'll, I'll go through and like, like feeling, uh, you know, like carefully as I can, like put one foot ahead so I don't fall into a, a hole well, you, or something. Unfortunately, as I go. you can't be careful because you were, not you, were careful. Over, just, you were overcome with fear. Yeah. And I just bolt right in there, go as oh. far as I can. Okay. So uh, everyone who has failed their saving throws must move into there. You, uh, because you are frightened of what is behind you, you do have the presence of mind that you could shut that door behind you, but you can make that choice. Would you like to do that? <laughs> Poor Mort. <laughs> no, hey guys, guys. Well, I know that these two are right behind me, so I'm not going to close it on them. Well, I'm just asking, like, whoever's the last yeah. one in. Let's leave it open. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, oh, shut it. Okay. Sure. Shut it. Yeah, I don't want that sticky substance coming to get me. Come on. Okay. Scary so, hand. Uh, you guys uh, shut the door, and you guys are running as fast as you can. I say with your movements that you can probably reach the end of this. So after 30 feet in total darkness, you all slam into each other because the first person, that would be Nyal, slams into a wall. Um, not only a wall, but Ow. actually another small door that looks pretty much identical to the one that you just came through. God damn it. Okay, but you are now, because you shut the door, all three of you are in total darkness. You are all human. So, <laughs> um, you're, uh, OPR is going to grasp at the hinge at the store and rip it as hard as he can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can do that. Cause all you did was move. So yeah, you rip open the door and let's see. Dragon. Okay. Big money. No whammies. <laughs> We're just climbing through this tunnel like a bunch of naked mole rats. 
All right. Okay, TPK. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you open the door, and uh, as you... <laughs> what? Uh, oh, and, sure, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. As you do so, you open up into a chamber that appears to be lit uh, rather well from a number of different sort of fire sources, like a lantern and torches and stuff like that, that are being held by a, a lot, a lot of goblins. Feckin' oh. would be the word. Oh. Uh, so they are all huddling and appear to be a, a bit put out. They, and there are, there are there are 20 of them. Okay. They, they are sort of idling a little bit like they're sort of like reclining or sort of lazily sort of watching watching all actually most of them probably heard the heard what's going on from the east so they're kind of at the ready um they do have oh actually yeah so they wouldn't be idling they would actually be sort of up and ready and looking nervously towards the east and then uh and sort of jumping back as you burst through the door this huge fucking guy um kind of <laughs> runs through the door and they all have um uh military picks um yeah. And then you see, let's see. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, are there 20? No, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I, I got the names, uh, the number wrong here. Mm -mm -mm. 200. 12. There are 12. I'm sorry. There are 12. So God, I'm going to, um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, there are 12. Uh, there are 10 of them appear to be weaponless. Um, one of them who obviously appears to be their, their chief, um, is carrying a military pick. And then there's another one that is actually dressed in sort of raggedy robes that is carrying a spear in one hand, but has one hand up and is sort of like making arcane gestures with it at the same time, kind of pointed towards the East. Um, and they, they look very, they look scared yeah. and frightened and malnourished. Yeah. Um, and they've, uh, they've set up sort of like a rudimentary camp here a little bit. John, when I burst through the door and I see them, I'm going to say, uh, run, littlekin, run! An army of beastmen and my mother are on their way! <laughs> to get out of here! <laughs> and I'm going to just keep running, but, like, while I'm saying that, right? Like, so I'm not running, like, I'm charging them, I'm running, like, I'm, I'm like, get out of the way, come with us, right? Okay. This is the room no. full of stormtroopers. <laughs> just little green stormtroopers. In other words, I don't want to hesitate at all. I want to take the moment of surprise, and I want to say the first thing I'm saying to like put that in the brain before they have much time to process and react. Right. And I just want to keep plowing through the nearest door that I see if I see one. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you're moving at like forty. So um, you would have to be. You could say that. I would say, and then you're kind of in the midst of the room. Um, and then that would be the uh, end of the top of the round. So at the so bottom or. Mort, you already did your. Oh, I guess Mort moved to. Yeah, you moved. Right. That, okay, never mind. Yeah, Mort moved to the door. They right. saw the light. They used the light to run through the door. Okay, right. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> That's a fine pickle we've gotten you into, John. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Where am I here? All right. So Mort. Whatever your did you determine what your fear was? Have you said what your fear is? Oh, um You don't have to decide. I don't really I don't really care. I, I mean, yeah, I think probably Mort's greatest fear is probably uh 
forearm baboons, to be honest. Forearm Ooh. baboons. Okay, a forearm baboon. Rough choice. Um, Good yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah. Reaches out towards you. I know what they do to little goblins. It ain't purdy. What is your AC without armor? Without armor? Yep. Does that include also not a magic shield? Yes. It basically your decks. Um, well, it, I it get, doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. I rolled a one. Uh, okay, so good job, John. Well done. Yeah. Way to disseminate Ted until uh, until it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it reaches towards you, and you had the presence of mind because you're not afraid more um, to kind of dodge other way. You're like that doesn't look good. Um, four Ooh. baboons are meant to be avoided, and you you duck underneath uh, its its sweeping claws. Um, All right. And uh, that is the bottom of the round. And uh, I think this would actually be, I'm sorry, it's in the middle of combat, but I think it'd be an appropriate place to take a quick break. Uh, I knew it. So anyway. we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, we're back. Bladder's empty, beer's full, and we are in the midst of combat. I believe we ended a round, right? So uh, top of the round, uh, Mort, you are in melee. Would you like to uh, declare melee movement? Uh, yeah, since I'm holding a shield in one hand and a torch in the other, I'm not really in a position to fight this guy. So I'm going to uh, defensively retreat into the bronze spigot room. Do you plan to close the door? If I can manage it with a, one hand, I guess I could just drop the torch to try and close the door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, excuse me, do you want to declare a spell casting? No. Nope. What is your spell that you memorized, by the way? Hmm. Skull talk. <laughs> what is it? Skull talk. Skull talk. Skull, skull talk. talk. Cool. You know. Sorry, talk sorry. Skull speech. Skull speech, rather. Yeah, real quick uh, for the audience. Um, <laughs> so, so that you know. Skull game show. I have four spells. I have read magic, which I started with. <laughs> I have decay. I have detect undead, and I have skull speech. Okay, so real quick, right uh, uh, David is playing the Necromancer, which is a Gavin Norman-created class um, that is freely available on the Necrotic Gnome website. If you want to get a gander at what that class has to offer, you can. it's a free download, so for, feel free to give it a look-see. All right, uh, in the meantime, no one... So, yeah, no spells, but we are declaring movement, and we're rolling dice. Here we go. It's David's turn to roll initiative. I got a five. Yeah, good, David. Come on, David, you can beat it. Come on, hey. baby. Five. Five, like five roll again. <laughs> I got a four. Oh, oh. okay. Black uh, dice necromancy failed you. Uh, Mort, before you can move through the door, the forearm barboon yeah. attacks you again. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what is your AC? Oh, never mind. Let me let me just roll first and see if it's even worth it. Okay. Uh, yes, it might be worth it. So, uh, so if my armor. And magic shield don't count. My dex is a, I guess, a, a 12. A 12, okay. So it hits you. Crap. I need you to make me a save versus petrification, please. Oh! oh. oh is, it, no. is it a modified roll at all? 
Uh, no, it's not modified. Okay. All right. So I need an eight. Goblins, so I, I will roll a d20, and I swear to God. Oh. A 17, oh. I believe, John. <laughs> okay. I'll take care of that. So you, you, you instinctively Continue. cringe from the from the blows of the, the you know the forearm baboon. And you, um, and you, can, you can feel yourself freezing up like, oh, my God, here comes my death. But you um, uh, you manage to shake it off as you realize that the thing is um, uh, as as the arms sort of pass through you as you're like cringing. You're like, what the you know, and you're like, wait a second. What the heck was that? Yeah, you know, um, and it's still, it still seems to be there, though, and it looks very, very real, um, but uh, it it, it oh. doesn't manage to affect you. And uh, you still hear fighting from the east as well. They seem to be gaining the upper hand against the gargoyles who are screaming in the east. Meanwhile, um, the rest of you, well, well, well you, more do we? it's up to you guys. More, do you want to resolve your thing first on your side? Let's, yeah, I mean, let's all do I need to do is take a step back, close the door, and start following those guys. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Assuming it doesn't follow me like through the door. Oh, shoot. Shoot. I forgot a goddamn door that you could have gone through. Whoops. That's all right. We didn't go through it. Let's go. All right. Well, uh, Ted, there is a an ajar door that is uh, on the western wall. Yeah, I have it. Uh, no, you don't. I mean down here? Uh, in, in the other room. That oh. is That is a... Uh, on the uh, after ten feet, there is a door that is ajar on the western wall. But you know, John, we wouldn't have gone through that anyway because we would have had to come back to it right. to get. You know, we would have had to get closer to the source of our fear to get right. there anyway. We we rushed past it blindly and just hit the far wall. So yeah, fair enough. So is it right there, John? Where I just yeah, put but that it's, it's it's ajar. It's open. Okay. Um. All right. Well. St- Suffice it to say, I, I step into the narrow corridor, I drop the torch, I close the door, I pick my torch back up, and I'm done. Okay. Go on cool. to the next. All right. So, yeah, you have freedom of choice, though, so just be aware that there is that ajar door. Okay. The I mean, rest could, of you. Could he, could he huh? move farther? Could he move farther away there? Does he still have movement left, or is that is he stuck there at the door? I'm just going to solve our problem by not moving anymore right now. Okay. You just go on to you guys. And... Okay. All right. Yeah. So, you... Uh, yeah, so you guys have barreled into this room. Um, I guess following Upior's lead, the goblins are uh, beside themselves, basically as you kind of run through. And uh, uh, okay, what did you what did you say, David? Again, um, <laughs> my mother is after me. To to paraphrase, um, run, little kin. There is an army of beastmen on our tail, and my mother. We must get away. <laughs> okay, so you hear like beastmen? No, no, it can't be. Oh yeah, little guys, they're they're that way. Um, yeah, don't don't you worry about us. We're we're friends. We're friends of the goblin folk. We got we got one coming behind us. Just a minute, he'll he'll pop through that door. You got you guys a uh, friend with a fellow named Bottleneck. Uh-huh. We've been. Uh, We've been know, looking I, for him. I don't mean to stamp on you. Uh, you c- casually having conversations with the goblins, but you were absolutely terrified and are running pell mell. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I say that in my brain, but it comes out as <laughs> and I'm just running. Yeah, I apologize. You guys are a bit kind of compelled. You know what I mean? This would be like one of those situations where, like, I'd be like, "Give me your character sheets," because you're no longer yourselves, right? Um, you're just like you're you're moving as fast as you possibly can. Um. Oh. 
Uh, so as you kind of barrel through and into the goblins, uh, Upior's like the way that he talked would be like appropriate for being scared as shit, right? So they they react to that and they're like, "What? What? You know?" They they're sort of like you know they don't have the presence of mind to like really attack you. They they um, they also seem to be. Um, there's like a sign of like recognition in the fear that's all in all of your faces. Okay. So they, um, and, uh, but they, but they're all discombobulated and they're like grabbing their weapons and they're, they're turning all around. They're looking for at their chief to see like what they should be doing. The, the spellcaster seems to like slowly raises their hand down and kind of is looking over your shoulders, like back the way you came a little bit worried. Um, but meanwhile, you guys need to get the, uh, heck out of there. So, um, because of their own uh, lights, uh, you can get the dimensions of the room. So you are in a thirty foot west, uh, thirty foot east to west room um, by f- uh, what, forty feet north to south room. Okay, and you are entering in on the eastern wall and the northeastern corner. Like right at the corner? Uh, not right at the corner, but like because it's a five foot wide corridor, you're on the southern half of that of one of those squares. Right. Okay. And 40... 40 feet north to uh, south. North to south, right. Yes. There are doors that are all closed. There is one on the north uh, one on the north wall on the western end. There is uh, one... One on the north wall. Western end. Western end. There is okay. a door on the western wall that is uh, uh, 20 feet up from the southern wall. Okay, and there is a door to the east, which is on the eastern wall in the southeast corner. Okay. okay. Uh, so there are some food supplies here. Um, there are like bedrolls and there are lanterns and things like that sort of hang out. kind of stinks a little bit. And yeah. That appears to be the, that appears to be the deal. So you guys are still kind of compelled to run as fast as you can, but you can choose any one of those three exits. Guys, I, I vote, let's try the north door because we've seen several corridors that go north or that would go to that area. You know what I'm saying? And John, as I'm running through, knowing that I can't see in the dark and being afraid of the dark and like sticky things, can I grab one of their torches as I run? Sure. Okay. So everyone's going through the northern door? I think that I would like to go to the northern door, but I will bow to peer pressure. As I say, which way? Which way is the way out? Which way? Um, they, let's see. Um, okay. <laughs> Here's my, okay, yeah. Uh, give me a sec. Here's what I would say, just to pitch a, a, an alternate thought. Uh, if I am like running away from my most feared thing, I'm going to probably take like a, a, a diagonal, right, in my mind's eye. So I would probably do the southeastern door rather than the northern door. But um, unless there's a I, bunch of dudes between me. you, unless there's a bunch of dudes between you and that door. Oh, doesn't doesn't perturb me at all. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm just saying like you take the clearest and fastest path, right? Yeah, the closest door is that north one. It's the obvious choice, I think. Yeah, my my, my concern with dudes. the north door is it's going back sort of in the direction I just came from, right? So, 
Okay, so uh, y'all, when uh, when you kind of shout out like, where, where, how do we get out of here? And you guys are all sort of heading toward the north door, uh, following Darius's lead initially. Um, they 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 scream out like, actually, we'll say it's like the 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 spellcaster. The spellcaster, uh, we'll say it's a she. She's like, no, not there, not there. Um, oh, and, okay, we'll definitely. I told you, it, uh, they go to the southeastern door. <laughs> the, the chief, the chief, like quells his, his people a little bit. He's like, and he's and he's looking frantic. Like he looks like like your fear has sort of like rippled amongst all the goblins as well. And they're like, no, 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 not the west either. The west leads nowhere. There and the and um, they they say it's 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 dangerous, but there to to, to the east. We're, we're right. you're, and they're like, you're not going to make it. You're trapped here just like us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> little, known, little known fact about goblins, guys. If just, you get them scared enough, they start to drop pellets. No, just stay here. <laughs> stay here. Don't run. Don't run. We have some food. But you, you, you're compelled. You can't. You, you have Still, to run. At least Damn, we can. How many rounds we, does this fear last? This is yeah, wild. And no, no additional saves, right? No additional saves. Okay, uh, so I guess just uh, y'all would run south. I mean, we, he couldn't. He would still be in the room because he can't run that far. But uh, like that thirty feet south, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would okay. obviously follow them. Yeah, you still you can still I, can, can get say, you. Yeah. You don't have to obey them. You can go wherever you want, but you must leave the room. Can I say? Right. Does anyone have a spare weapon? I'm naked. <laughs> so, um, and you, you, you see them like looking fearfully and as you're running around and, and one of them actually like kicks one of his, um, short swords towards you. Oh, what a, yeah. what a champ. I'm going to remember this goblins, guy. Man. I'm going to remember this forever. <laughs> we'll be our, they're, does not forget. The, the, uh, they say they're like the creature, the creature is stalking them. It's going to, it's going to follow them through. They're going to find us in here as well. Um, and uh, and the chief's like, no, no, we the doors are shut. It's not going to come in. We've been here this long. It's it, let they're <laughs> no, they're, they're going to die me. anyways. Just let them go. Let them go. We can't risk ourselves. We'll find another way. Let's just wait. As you guys are like, you know, running through the, um, he, he looks like kind of angry at the like the one that kind of kicked your sword towards him, but uh, but they they, they, they let it go because they're not it. moving. We're still screwed. Yeah. Uh, John, yeah, do I, these, would, I, would I have the peace of mind? I, I, y'all have, is carrying an extra shield. Can he toss that to um, uh, oh, she? What's your name? Opior. 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 Yeah, that's fine. Okay, here, take I, take, take this. Fighter, David. You should have just played a fighter. <laughs> who says I'm not? My, yeah. Who says I'm not? Okay, so who I, is uh, who's the first through the door? I don't think I we had. I was in the lead originally. Okay, so Opior. What I'm going to say is, is like you're able to open the door, um, and everyone sort of plows on uh, behind you. So you're all sort of um, you. You can step through if you want to, Upior, into the into the next room. Do you want to do that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. The rest of you guys are at that door. It is open uh, at the end of your movement. Um, you find yourself, uh, Upior, in a very small uh, ten foot by ten foot room. There's a door okay. directly uh, to uh, in front of you to the east, and there is a much smaller door. Uh, to immediately to your right to the south. Okay. But you can't move through them because you're at the end of your movement. Okay. Understand? Yep. I do. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mort, did you do anything this round? Well, I think this was the round that I stepped into the room and closed the door and picked up my torch. Gotcha. And did you guys win? No, you lost, right? No. Right. We, we uh, lost. You lost. Was, you lost. Uh, we lost. lost. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, you withdraw back in and you close that door behind you. Um, and, uh, you can hear your baboon enemy basically, uh, you know, bellowing in the other room. Um, and that is the end of the round. So top of the round, you are out of combat. Right. Yay. Okay. So it does not appear that the, the fear thing, uh, Either is unwilling or cannot pass through that door. Okay. Okay. Now, so having picked up his, uh, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, so a turn goes by from combat. Right. So we have played more than an hour and a single turn has passed. <laughs> that is role playing. That's the A team for you, baby. Yeah, oh, for one go. of three teams. Listen, listen. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, is that you guys can all. Uh, well, actually, we'll we'll keep going here. You're still on the effect of this of the fear, um, except for Mort. Mort, you are. Uh, where are you? I am in in front of the ajar door. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you're still not aware that there's anything going on. Um, We're fully bailing. I mean, I am in Arden (laughs) Ghoul, where there is always something going on. So. Okay. So uh, the rest of you guys, you guys have to keep moving. Um, So south. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Opior will go south. Again, just kicking the door open. No, no delicacy here. Uh, delicacy? No, no. Subtlety. 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 Okay. Uh, you got right. that shield, I, right, David? I do have the shield. The shield and the short sword. I might put it through someone's neck who's very friendly, but if they're in my way, you know. <laughs> and you'll have a skull to talk to. Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> Why did you kill me? That was the dick move, bro. <laughs> and one of these days, I had to go back and get, you know, my spell book. Funny how I just started a new character who's a caster, and I don't have a spell book from the start. <laughs> yeah, that was a ba- that was a bad call on my part. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. We'll go back. <laughs> I will get every single one of these guys killed for that spell book, as history <laughs> has proven. Um, I need to take yeah. a quick break to read something, so we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I just had a little thing there, um, and it's a little bit complicated. So that gives me the excuse to basically say that um, another turn passes as you move through that door. And at that point, the fear effects uh, 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 recedes. So as the rest of the party is through that southern door, um, what I will say is that what Darius has a torch, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, at that point, uh, Darius, your it was just like the light was emanating, but the but the actual source was invisible. But then, um, as you move through the door, uh, you also become visible. Boo! Um, 
Bloop. <laughs> I can imagine how, how those goblins freaked out at one of their torches just vanishing, Three, four, but five. the light was still there. Yeah, when Darius true. appears, I take a swing at him with my short sword. <laughs> oh, great. No, 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 no. Um, okay, and then Mort is all the way back, has basically been separated from the party. Yep. Um, Thanks, guys. And it is at that point where we're going to switch POVs. So, um, do you have? Uh, Perfect. I love I'll, it. It's I'll perfect. leave it up. To, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to do B team or C team? Which one's B? C team. Is uh, Avaricious back at the uh, Broken Head? You want to do Broken Head, or do you want to do Dungeon? I want to do Broken Head because I want to know what kind of right, is right. up to. I yeah, got to know where he's at. B team. Okay. B team. Alphabetical. Okay, so uh, going to B team. Um, we B team is Avaricios and a bunch of new people. So let's uh, switch over <laughs> the names here. Oh, you got to go around the horn, John. Oh yeah. So uh, my, my name's John. I'm the referee for the evening. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. I'm playing Brother Lothar of the Hill People. <laughs> <laughs> I am a first level cleric of Odin. <laughs> Are we doing this? Okay. Uh, hi, I'm David. Uh, I'm playing Holden the Mage. I am uh, Matt. I play Avaricios, the left hand of Lysion, and uh, enjoying my safety back at the Broken Head. I am Ted, and I am playing Titus Valerius, who art a half-elf. Okay, cool. So that's who we got right now. Um, it is on this timeline, it is it's still the third of Genelenios, but it is 10.20 a.m. is where we're picking up with the B team. All right, so the the B team has just walked into the inn. They met Samantha. Samantha the Red is happy to see Avaricios, introduces herself to the rest of the party members, and is um, uh, has told you that uh, she has a little bit of worries about Codswallop, who she saw talking secretively with Bergdorf, who was the um, the captain of the Wine Dark cohort, uh, or the contingent of the Wine Dark cohort that is currently here. Um, you notice too that the uh, the levels of paranoia have basically dropped down a little bit. Um, everything sort of seems relatively back to normal. The Five Fingers are nowhere to be found. The uh, the cohorts themselves seem to be kind of packing up, right? Uh, that's the that's the impression that you're generally getting. The uh, there is a general sense that you kind of pick up on as you're sort of eating dinner with Samantha and kind of catching up and all that kind of stuff. That the the presence of the goblins having locked down the main entrance to the pyramid. Uh, the main entrance to the dungeons, which is the pyramid, um, has caused a, a bit of dismay amongst the people here whose livelihood depends on the constant flow of treasure coming out of Ardenvul. Okay, so okay. so uh, you know, like the statue brokers are pretty dismayed about it. A lot of the merchants are, and then um, the they don't. There's none present right now, other than you. But uh, adventurers who have come and gone over the past couple of days have also expressed dismay because that is where the vast majority of adventurers um, enter in. Um, enter in, and now the goblins are basically preventing any sort of entrance. The uh, the interesting. Okay, so. Yeah, they, okay, yeah, they probably wouldn't have told you that. The, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so Sam tells you as you're sitting down and enjoying your repast that uh, she, 
she has told you, she tells you that Cod's wallop has basically, um, uh, in the past couple of days, they've been doing their duties. They've been guarding the stash in the room and all that kind of stuff and doing their thing. However, Sam was happy to do it. Not a big deal. It's pretty, pretty easy work. Um, uh, and she's happy to be paid for it. Cods, however, was constantly complaining the entire time about the boring nature of the work. Um, he also hinted many times to Samantha about being severely underpaid compared to what he called the vast wealth that the AV club actually has access to. Um, and he, she noticed that he started to hang out more and more over the past couple of days with wine dark mercs. Like he's, he, he, he was shirking his guard duties, basically drinking with the wine dark mercs down in the common room um, at the expense of his guard duties. And he's also spending a lot more time with Kronos as well. Um, hmm. So Sam, being the sole person who was guarding the stash, felt pretty vulnerable. So she used some of her own money to hire a messenger to go back down to Gostawick and bring up one of her old friends who she knows is relatively reliable. And that friend's name is Holgen, Holden. Um, and so Holden has just recently arrived and she introduces him um, as he's sitting at the bar. And uh, do you have any description for Holden, David, or no? As, as another uh, arcane individual with an incredibly high strength, I would say. <laughs> Rather than whisk and hole, <laughs> Mike, I love the Mike response. Uh, he's he's Thorson. Um, I, I think I think Holden has a um, uh, uh, okay. Take the uh, take um, Merlin from Excalibur, like a short hair, cleft, clean cut, but add twenty pounds of muscle. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> so. So, so, you know, um, uh, uh, doesn't have the height uh, of, of uh, my other character, but um, is similarly muscular and strange. Um, although, uh, uh, my final note will be um, because of his six intelligence, Holden um, did not come from a um, prestigious family. Uh, he is, he is uh, salt of the earth, much like uh, longtime viewers might imagine Snell to be. So I think Holden is a much more... You know, if 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 I'm making this very long winded, if uh, the mage class is modeled after Gandalf, what if Gandalf was an Appalachian moonshiner? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you, that, sure. that, that will be the most evocative, I think, actually. Appalachian moonshiner Gandalf, you know. OK, uh, cool. You know. How do you feel about government taxes, Holden? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> listen, listen, I, if I had ever met another Southern warrior of types like Neal, uh, I might uh, get along with him very well, but I have not. Right. <laughs> okay, so Hogan bas Holden basically um, uh, owed Sam a favor after um, after she saved his butt back in the past. And so when the call came that uh, Sam was looking for some help up in Ardenvul, you were like, sure, why not? Um, I, I owe her one. So um, she's just like a buddy of yours from the past. So uh, yeah, up you went. Um, and uh, so you've been briefed on everything that's basically going on. And um, yeah, so she tells you that the five fingers were amongst the adventurers that were very disgruntled when they heard that the main pyramid entrance was was shut off. And so they um, they have left. They actually left um, uh, earlier this morning somewhere. Uh -huh. Now, as you guys are eating, uh, you notice that Kronos and Estelle are um, are just kind of doing their work. Um, but you notice that Estelle, um, for whatever reason, is um, seems to be like behind the bar. Uh, at the main spot where you kind of do service and doesn't ever seem to leave. Like she, she's, she's sort of watching out of the corner of her eye. 
and kind of doing work. But you know, from past experience that Estelle sort of like used to flutter around and do a whole bunch of different things. And she seems to be just sort of sitting at the bar and sort of watching you guys, uh, uh, converse. Um, well, we, you know, we've never had a, a, a negative relationship with her, uh, necessarily like we've we've been cordial mm -hmm. she's uh helped clean a few wounds of ours uh now and then so um definitely we want to approach her soon but um uh Av would have a few more questions for uh sam um so you would say so um uh when when exactly did the cod swallow leave was it just this morning did he leave yesterday when when was the time you say uh Cods, I, he, let's see. I saw him. I saw him yesterday, but he was talking with Kronos and Estelle, and of course, he didn't show up for his shift at nighttime to watch the stash. And I, I, I apologize. I do have to get sleep, so there is there is some time when the stash is not being watched. Oh uh, no, no, no. Oh, that's uh, um, yeah, that's uh, understandable. Well, you you brought uh, you brought help. I, I see. This is good. But when I woke up, uh, uh, he wasn't there, so, so I have either, not I have not seen him yet today. So either early this morning, he could have left early this morning. Or late last night, anytime. Yeah, possibly. I don't. I don't know what he plans to do, though. He he was very disgruntled, though. I don't think you can count on him anymore. Um, uh, but I don't know what he plans to do. He kept on hinting at these vast riches, and I, I, I'm like, that's the first I've heard of it. Uh, is there? Are you, do you guys have news about vast riches that I should be aware of? Um, well, you know, we have been um, very successful, and this is part of the profit-sharing plan that, uh, you know, is in the packet that HR should be uh, giving to you shortly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they haven't yet, then, you know, that's that's on them. But, um, she gets two um, gold pieces a day and a half share. <laughs> Um, but uh, yes, uh, I, I can tell you, I mean, the, you know, the walls have ears, of course, but uh, uh, yes, we have been very successful and your um, deal that you have for a half share is going to um, be very lucrative for you. Do not, uh, do not worry okay. about this. Uh, well, that's good to hear. Uh, if uh, So I don't know why Codswallop was being so secretive about it. Um, if this is something that you attained before you left on your last delve, I, I, I kind of wish that you had told me. Um, well, you know, things were happening very quickly. We, were, we had, um, you know, a, a lot on our minds. And plus, we didn't want um, too much of this to get out. Obviously, you know, our, our it seems like our, our faith in some degree was misplaced in uh, in uh, our friend Codswallop. Well, I, I, I'm glad that you arrived when you did, because I really do feel i mean now that holden's here it, 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 you know if, if you want if you want him to watch as well that's fine but um but i do feel that the stash is uh is vulnerable i don't i do not feel that uh, that, that there we have enough manpower to secure it and i do think that uh, i mean i i hate to say the worst of a member of the av club but i i kind of feel that uh Cods might be after after the or is planning something against the stash in the room, so mm. I would keep your eyes on it. We probably might want to move it. I I just don't know. And um, but then I don't. I mean, he's been talking to Bergdorf. I don't, you know, and the rest of the Wine Dark Mercs. If they're are they going to make a move? I, I my life could be in danger. Your lives could be in danger. Mm. Um, but Have perhaps now that there's there's more of you, um, maybe that will deter them. Yes. And uh, yeah, you know, he's he's not having this conversation in private, by the way, like he's uh, including um, uh, our new friends here. And um, uh, sure. And to be clear, too, she seems to be referencing the, only the stash, stash in the room. In the room. 
Right. Okay. Oh, I see. She doesn't know about the eighty grand in the uh, in the gladiator school, but Cod's does. does. Yes. Correct. And right, that's probably right. where he's going right now. I'll put my arm around, uh, and we're and, and we're talking to Sam right now. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll put my yeah. arm around Avaricious and say, "Your name was uh, Averso." Yes, Averso. This close, it's Avericio's left hand of Lysian. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. I see. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know the kind like you. A lot, lot of names, a lot of accomplishments, of course. Sam, left hand. You want for me to wallop a man? Because I'm here to wallop if I need to. Sounds like sounds like sounds like this year. This year, Cod's wallop needs one of his own, and. If you've got something hidden, he may be on his way as we speak. So, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll bring out my staff, <laughs> my major staff, and I'll kind of pat it against my hand a little bit and say, uh, you know, if I need to bring the old, uh, you know, divine intervention, I can. Okay, oh, so as you as you mentioned that, confused. are you a clerk? <laughs> I don't know. What no, I'm an idiot. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, are we going I, with the idea that Wiscans all have Southern accents? Is that what we're doing right no, now? No, this is not a Wiscan. I'm a Thorson. I'm a Thorson. Okay. No, no, no. From outside, from outside, far to the east, you hear voices call out. Uh, male voices. They shout out, "Troops incoming! Troops incoming!" Um, and you see uh, Kronos and Estelle sort of uh, look around a, a little bit um, as a little bit of confusion. And then they sort of like have a share a look like they kind of know what they're wh what's going on. And they rush outside the door. Now, follow can I, ask you a question? I think we should go out and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right before we do that, can I ask one question? Is there anyone else in the inn other than Kronos and Estelle and, and, and us? Yeah, it's 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 not packed, but there's a bunch of people. Normies. Normies. Yeah. Well, relatively. I mean, they're all like, you know. I mean, the, the statue guys and the, you know. Yeah, there's like merchants a, and peddlers. There's um, there's a couple knights. Um, yeah. Anyone that I could okay. think like faintly was affiliated with Codswall? Uh, no, but there are there are wine dark mercs that are floating around that you know that he's been talking to. He's also okay. been talking to Cronus and Estelle. Yeah. You do not see Bergdorf, for one thing. Yeah. And the mercs are, the mercs are not like idling. They're sort of like busy sort of packing up their gears and their rucks and stuff like that, you know, and um, uh, getting ready to go. However, when they, they too also brighten up and leave the door following Kronos and Estelle. Yeah. Wait, I, I also want to go out and see what's going on. Can I interrupt one of the mercs before they do so? Or is that impossible to do John? No, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know how I'm going to play this out, but I want to interact with one of the mercs. Do we want to see what's happening outside simultaneous to me interacting inside with the merc? Do your thing. Just do your thing. Just do it. Okay, I'm gonna say, "Oh, you look like a you look like a hardy fella," and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of like guide if I can one of the mercs to have a, a chat with me before he goes outside. No time, friend. Our fr uh, the the other troops are arriving. Of course, of course. But I, I I have to ask you one thing because I believe we may know each other. Uh, he, he's like walking towards the door. And he's sort of looking at you and kind of giving you the buff. Like I don't know you. Okay. Um. I'm gonna say, I, I assure you, you do. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, um, and in fact, I think we know each other so well that I have, I have a suggestion for you. <laughs> oh boy. Um, could Out you, with could it, you, you weirdo? Could you tell me, my friend? Could you tell me, uh, 
what's what's the what's the chatter about our dear friend Codswallop? I know he's been talking to you and your friends, and I'm going to literally use suggestion the mage power on him. Oh, okay. And I want I want him to communicate to me oh. the information he's gotten from okay. them. Okay. Um, I have a uh, maxed out suggestion. <laughs> nice. So five and six. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I can read how it works if you'd like. I got it here. Go ahead and roll the die. Okay. Okay. Success. Successful. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're level one, so it has to do a thing, and I'm rolling a die. It's a round per level. Yeah. It f Actually, I have to check that. So save versus spell, one HD per level persons. Okay. You know that as soon as they tell you, they know. Yeah, they know. They know. They've been tricked. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm aware. Codswell. <laughs> oh, oh, the little one. I. Uh, yeah. He's a. He's the mastermind behind the whole plan here. That's why the the rest of the the wine dark marks are showing up. He of he course, says he needs a big force, and he says he's got the money. I don't know where he's going to put it on him. Anyways, follow me outside where we're talking here. Um. But, uh, I should not have told you that. I should not have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's yeah, got he's got some claims that there that he knows of some uh, gigantic, really easy to get uh, mounds and mounds of coins somewhere out to the west, and uh, but he can't carry it himself, so he's hired us and he's promised us uh, promised us a large share. So, yeah. And anyways, what was I saying? Wait a second. <laughs> I walk out the door when this happens, <laughs> out into public in front of everyone else. I, I, and, and I'm gonna, and I'm in that moment. The other mer mercenaries are arriving. I'm gonna say loudly, "Hello, friends! Your your buddy has just told me there's quite the job on hand. Sounds like Codswallop's hired you for quite the stash. Is that true?" Uh, they like they all kind of look at you and they just look strangely <laughs> at you. And they then they look at their companion who's like. You tricked me. And they like one of them is like cuffs him on the side of the head and is like, it's none of his business. He's a stranger. It doesn't belong to him. Don't you worry, friend. Uh it nothing to do with you, none of your business. And as you as they're sort of telling you that, you see that coming up uh from the uh, north gate, um, and coming, you know, the normal way to, uh, towards the inn is a large organized troop of what appears to be twenty more wine dark mercs. So there's gonna be about about thirty. Um, and they have, uh, they are also bringing with them like a full team of like a like cart and oxen and like, and the cart appears oh. to be empty and, uh, <laughs> um, and they are, uh, they've got like all sorts of straps and gear and uh, like ready to carry large amounts of stuff with, um, and, uh, they are r rolling in. Uh, wow, it's almost like Codswallop took a play out of the fucking book that I suggested 15 sessions ago to get 80,000 GP worth of money out of a fucking dungeon and get it back to town. I just want to say okay. that Calm now down. I'm going to go work for Codswallop because you muppet got us in this position in the first place. I, I do want to remind you, Mike, that that we did take 26,000 gold pieces worth of jewelry away from that pit. There's only 60,000 coin left. No. There was yes. 80,000 coin. No. I have the charts right here. There were okay. 6,161 Archontean Solidi 
total value 61,610 gold pieces a large amount 26,000 vol- uh, 26,000 gold pieces worth of jewelry which we took and it is Perfect. in the stash well, then, no big deal 60 grand <laughs> <laughs> no no big deal that's cool okay. i'm okay. just saying don't get Let killed have it. we've got 26,000 like okay don't go crazy don't lose your mind so, this, so, is, this is bad but it could be worse yeah <laughs> So rallying everyone together um, is uh, uh, Bergdorf uh, actually makes himself known at this point. So he's, um, uh, I actually can't remember what I described him as the first time. So I'm recreating what he looks like. Um, He's short. Um, He has sort of like a short shelf brow. So it kind of gives him sort of like a glowering look, even when he's in a good mood, um, which isn't often. Um, But he has a generally like placid sort of like everything's going to be fine sort of vibe to himself. So um, he's one of those leaders where, um, because of how evenly he speaks, it commands um, uh, allegiance, basically. Like he, like he doesn't have to raise his voice in order for people to follow his orders. You know, he's just kind of mm-hmm. calm, cool. But he's actually like the shortest amongst like all of his men, very like Napoleon sort of thing going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, uh, he, uh, you know, he kind of rallies them all around. He's like men and he has them kind of line up and he puts his hands behind his back and sort of, you know, moves down the line to sort of inspect them, <laughs> you know, that, that, that sort of thing. Um, and you can see like the one that you talk to Holden is still like glout, like, you know, like really mad at you, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's, he's trying to obey his commander. Um, so he doesn't, um, uh, you know, so parakeet, you know, in the flock uh, and he says, so, and he stops in front of the, uh, he doesn't like look that guy in the eyes, but Bergdorf sort of stops in front of that guy who had loose lips. And he's like, we should all remember that we have been contracted fairly for a for a job, and that job is no one's business except ours and our clients. We shall remain quiet and discreet, as is our reputation. Well, this is uh, 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 good to hear because uh, well, here I am, your client, your uh, uh, representative of the AV Club. I I understand that you were talking to. Uh, my employee, and he made some arrangements uh, for a transfer of some uh, some goods. He turns towards you as if he wasn't done talking to his men. He says, I don't believe that you were invited to this muster, friend. I remember you. It's good oh, to see you leads. again. Yes. And you uh, contracted with my employee to arrange for some goods that uh, I had him uh, uh, make these arrangements for. This is great. Prater, I, I, I'm afraid I have to break the news to you that I am that Codswallop has divested himself from your employment and he is very much a free agent at this point and has hired us on his own. However, I... the terms of that contract are private and I shall not discuss them. Men, we shall encamp here for the night. We will go uh, we shall Get a good meal in us, and then we will head out on the morn and complete our task. I'm going to turn. We're well, leaving now, right, guys? Yeah, we can yeah, steal so their cart. We're going to steal their yeah. cart, obviously. <laughs> I don't, yeah, we're taking it all, <laughs> guys. They're mercenaries, okay? We have a shitload yeah. of money, like Ted just said, exactly. sitting up in our room. Mm-hmm. Avaricios, you're the only one who knows about this shit, so it's got to be you that does it. Mm-hmm. You have to renegotiate that contract and make sure that they know that we will ruin their fucking reputation in Gosterwick if they work for a thief to steal our money 
and we will double their pay, whatever they're whatever they're yes. being offered. I agree. And I would follow that by saying not only work for a thief, but work for a thief who's clearly promising money that he hasn't paid them yet. Because Coswell exactly. does not have that We have up. cash on the fucking barrel. He does not house. have any of the money required to right. hire these guys up front. And, so mm-hmm. he has and no if leverage. if he doesn't do that, it. then we start hiring his individual soldiers away from him. And we form our own fucking mercenary company. We can give each one of these guys 500 gold pieces to sign up for the AV Club mercenary oh. company right we- fucking now. We can't actually. We only have a thousand gold in cash. I thought you oh, said fuck. we had twenty six thousand in the fucking. It's it's in, in the, the book. form of four pieces of jewelry, which I That's said three fine. times. Show it to them and be like, "We have this money. You guys come work for us. We're going to start the AV fucking mercenary club." We could pry the jewels out of the thing and pay the guys in jewels or something. Yeah, we have some so, cash. Uh, you know, thousand gold in cash here. First things first. Otherwise, I will fucking go hire a mercenary company and wipe them off the face of the fucking planet. So as you guys are discussing this quietly, I assume, um, uh, Kronos uh, and Estelle are sort of like in the um, the doorway of the inn. Mm-hmm. And Bergdorf um, sort of notices them. And after he sort of dismisses the men, and then they start to sort of encamp. Or, you know, the new ones basically do, right? Um, but they're, uh, they, he goes over and d- uh, talks to Kronos and Estelle quietly. And you see them kind of sending sidelong glances uh, to all four of you. And they don't appear to be particularly happy um, uh, as well. And you see that they're paying particular attention to Sam as they are whispering to each other. Hmm. And you see, like, you actually see, like, um, uh, Kronos actually sort of shrug, like, does, like, a a little minuscule, like, little shrug, you know? Um, Okay. Yeah, so I'll I'll um, walk over to this little group, and I mean, like, listen, um, we are all here for exactly the same reason, right? We are all here to become wealthy. I am not afraid of this. This is part of who I am. This is part of the way that I express uh, the my service to my God. He is wants it- us to have a good time. Of course, Fred. Is there is there something amiss? Why all this preamble? Uh, well, um, I think we all know that um, you know, there has been a little bit of a curveball. One of my employees, a member of the AV Club, came into a, a bit of information about our property, and they make no mistake about it. This is the property of the AV Club. A- I don't know what you're referring to, but I know who you're talking about. It's the little one. We like him yes. a lot. Yeah, little Godswallop. He was a he's a, a good guy, and uh, you know I think he got um, well a little interested in you know big eyes and some things that we have seen when and working together, and may have jumped the gun a little bit. But here's what I think we should do. Um, I am willing to what whatever arrangements he has made so far. I can guarantee that I have cash up front to open your eyes and open your ears to hear this new arrangement, as well as taking whatever offer he made out of greed and increasing it at least twofold. Not, I don't even know what he offered. Believe me, there is enough to double what he has offered because he so, has no idea of everything, believe me. You see Bergdorf sort of smile a little bit slyly, and he sort of, he sort of drops back behind Kronos and Estelle. 
a little bit and just sort of crosses his arms and he sort of like just sort of watches the conversation happen as he just sort of watches very keenly. Um, and you see Kronos uh, basically like looks at his wife and he kind of looks at you and he sort of shrugs and he's he's like, I, I, I don't know. You, you take me aback a little bit there, Frotter. If you want to give me some money, then I'm all for it, of course. But I don't know what you're talking about, Trump and his deal. or He's just a... He told he tells us that he's just here garden garden the room for you occupying it with Sam there and he's doing where a hell of a Garth job. Yeah. Well, um, I'm yeah, where is, where is he? He is he is he left last night. If if you think that this is what he's doing, where where is he? I I know no, that I, I no idea where that where that little guy is. He he tends to run around a lot. The men oh, love yeah. him. Oh, I'm sure he's a very lovable guy. You know, the little pointy ears, I you know, have a soft spot for them. But uh, but listen, the uh, the deal that he made with these mercenaries, we are going to take this over. Do not do not worry about that. But you and I, I think, need to have a conversation because there are some things that we can, uh, I think, make very profitable for you too. Um, what well, I'm I always see, open I, to making some profit, of course. Um, Your friend over there looks, looks like he really wants to say something. Titus <laughs> is going to come up and, and just whisper in your ear briefly. Have you actually checked your stash? It's right. possible that Sam is the problem and Cods is dead. I, just, I doubt that. But I, I mean, just I, saying. I, Maybe I, they, I, they came to get the stash and they don't because Cods did never revealed the gold. It is possible. We can check. Okay. Go up okay. You want for Holden we're, we're, to go check out the stash? Uh, sure. Uh, I certainly <laughs> and I will. I just met at dinner. I'll be. <laughs> yeah. I'll be. A, I'll be a huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about the? Yeah. How about the two of you go? Like, I, yeah, I, I'll go with him. Okay. Let's go Let's check go the stash. And, okay. And uh, if and, um, dead bodies inside the chest, then we'll know what's going on. So Kronos sort of claps you on the back, Frotter, um, as 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 you kind of retreat back into the inn. But um, and he's like, "Don't you worry, Frotter. I don't know what you're up in arms about. You're you're spouting nonsense, but uh, I, I assure you, nothing's going wrong. I know that all the increased forces here, is, you know, got you a little bit in a tizzy, but there's nothing to worry about. You got good yeah. friends here doing their jobs. They spoke really highly of you, and I'm sure they're very happy to see it to have you back. Oh well, if we could find that it. little fucker. Yeah, everyone loves the left under Vision. It's just you know it's what happens. But it's here's true. The, you know, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, um, um, you know, my understanding is what it is. Um, and as such, I'm you know, like I said, I'm a man of God. I'm a man of trust, and what I trust is the power of money. And so. Um, I'm going to stick by this um, uh, deal I have made or that I will, you know, cement with um, our um, compatriots, the Windarks, who we have worked with successfully before. I don't, I'm sure that uh, they will remember. I, I look around, do I, John, do I see any of the, the troops who actually came down and did the, the scouring with us? Uh, no, those are, these are all new people. All new people? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, it's, there's a lot to turn over, sure, I see. Um, uh, but yes, um, you know, we've worked together before. They are very honorable. They are mercenaries. They they follow the, you know, the prophets, and I can guarantee this. Um, but, I, you know, I could not help but notice um, 
you know, a, a change in atmosphere here. It, I mean, it's just been a few days while we were, uh, you know, gone discovering huge wealth. My compatriots are off uh, sec- securing it. Um, but um, in the meantime, I, I noticed there is a, uh, a change in uh, atmosphere here. Um, what is uh, what is going on? I hear that there is not as much adventure going on. What is... Uh... Oh, I... I, I... I myself have felt it a little bit in the pockets is these the goddamn goblins are they're they're feckant is what they are they're feckant we 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 <laughs> nice vocabulary we, it's we, very good. It's we good hired word. those we hired those 10 men yon and he points to like the original group of wine dark to to go down there. I mean you remember you were there we are we wanted them to go out and find some goblins so we could interrogate them so we could ask them about that w person as it were um, oh, but it, that appears to have been some sort of false flag or something. I don't know who was playing pranks on us, but uh, we we ended up, we, we caught a couple of them, couldn't get anything out of them, determined that it probably wasn't anything to speak of. But that didn't stop them from coming, I'll tell you that much. They've run rampant, and they're out there at night all the goddamn time, and they're hooting and hollering, and they've boarded up the pyramid, and none of the adventurers who come in here can go down that way now. Now, oh. of course, we've got to... We've got to send them in other directions, unfortunately. Hmm. Well, I am. Um, well, like the some... tunnel on the bottom, you're in. So, yeah, I have a, I have a proposition. Um, say that out about. loud, Mike, please. <laughs> I don't know. I character. don't know. Yeah, I you don't know it yet. My character is dead. But um, so, um, Avaricio says. So, um, interesting thing. Um, you know, we make a lot of contacts and. You know, we've explored uh, quite a bit of um, the area below our feet. Um, uh, a couple of things. One is, um, and you know, don't get weird about it. You know, we uh, we know about your um, your tunnel, right? The the one in the stable, the one that, that goes uh, uh, in a southward direction that connects. Yeah. We are we are aware, well aware of this. We you know we found it on our own. Uh, no, I don't have any offense that you didn't uh, you know point this out to us, even though it would have been helpful. No, it's fine. It's fine. We are aware of this. <laughs> um, but you know, we've also you know made. A, I'm not uh, um, you know I, I humbly I tell you that uh, we have made a few um, contacts uh, in our our delves in our explorations and. Um, you know, we it is not inconceivable that we may be able to broker some kind of peace with these goblins that could potentially allow adventurers to go baby down the uh, the pyramid once more. I, I cannot guarantee this, but um, you know, we know a few people. You hear a few names. You you know, save a few lives you know, uh, as things happen, and um, uh, we may in fact be able to. Uh, secure uh, this kind of, uh, uh, you know, profitable pathway, you know, uh, get the business uh, uh, humming again. But, so, you've uh, had, so you've had dealings with the goblins is what you're saying in so many words. You've got pull uh, well, with them. You, uh, a, a little bit, yeah. I really? Say that, yes. Well, I like to hear that. That's very good news. If you can open up that passageway, that would uh, that'd be good for everybody, I'd say. You do whatever you like, of course. Of course, I can't help but think that if you're the ones that have got the pull with the goblins, that perhaps you're responsible for, in part, for having it being shored up in the first place. Or, would or that be an accurate statement? Been, 
or it could be you guys who've been attacking any goblins that you see on the surface. Yeah, that seems yeah. a little bit more likely to hire a bunch of guys to kill goblins, and then that. But I can see how that would make them a little irked. That's probably true. Not gonna lie. Don't have <laughs> I any. Mean, you know, put that shoe on the other foot. I can. I can see how that. How you might feel. Sure. Well, if you want to go rooting around with goblins, as I know is your is your want, that's your business, of course. And if you've got the pole, then yeah, we'd be happy to take you up on your offer. That'd be wonderful. Well, and um, I think in exchange for that, what we would um, what we would hope for is you know uh, continued safe uh, 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 security here, as well as access you know unobscured access through the tunnel that you have on your property. We don't need to be sneaking and stuff. None of that business. We're friends here. But, um, you know, as far as goodwill goes, you know, we try to help secure this. We will try to help secure some of our access going the other way. Well, I think that uh, what you're intimating is, is is a little bit insulting, I should say. That the fact that we've been, we've been holding something uh, from you, you had but to ask, of course. But, yes, it's true that the, uh, the entrance that we have here at the inn is something that uh, is only... No, we give that information out to people who have done us favors. And I think this is uh, actually a pretty darn good favor. If you can uh, open up that entrance for the for the adventurers and allow the money to continue to flow, then yeah, we might be we might be open to allowing you to use our entrance. All right, all right. Uh, yes, um, I laugh from the stairs up above. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is there a dead goblin in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Open the box. Uh, so, uh, in, meanwhile, uh, you guys go up into the room, and the stash is all secure. Everything's there. Okay. No cods wall up in the bed, dead, nope. hanging under the bed. Nope. Everything box. seems to be secure. Okay. So Sam's like, yeah, I, I was. I've and, been. I've been pretty diligent. And no evidence that that Sam is up to anything. Doesn't seem to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like like a written John, contract. I'm, I'm gonna saddle up. No. I want to saddle up to Breggy. Not Breggy. What's the what's the chief's guy's name? Bergdorf. Bergdorf. I'm gonna sidle up to him and be like, ah, um, I'm new, new to uh, Arden Wool, coming from Gosterwick. But even in my homeland, I hear tales of the uh, the honor of the Windar cohort. Much honor to you for uh, for your organization. As kind words, friend. Um, I understand, though, you you now take contracts with thieves. This could hurt your reputation, I suppose. Not sure exactly what you're referring to. Ah, well, I I hear much about Codswallop the thief and how he is a dishonorable sort. And I'm sure that the hiring man in Gosterwick will be very interested to know that the Windar cohort takes these kinds of contracts as lucrative as they you know might possibly be. I see what you're intimating there, friend. Uh, and <laughs> I'm not intimating anything. It's it's as plain as the nose on my face. You so you've you you know this Codswallop. You 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 have evidence that he is a criminal. Um, I'm gonna lie and I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm new to AB, <laughs> but I'm not that new. My really really good friend, he was a dwarf. He told me all about him. He said. Uh, <laughs> So uh, you can see that Bergdorf, he's, he's, he's not an idiot, right? Like, so he, yeah. he, he kind of looks at you slightly and he's like, he puts, he puts one hand on your shoulder, not in a, like a um, weird way, but he's just my like massive shoulder, your massive shoulder. Yeah. Um, and kind of conspiratorially, he's like, friend, listen, I know that this is a tense situation 
and that you may have heard rumors about what this contract may be and that may be causing you some distress. I want to make clear, though, that the Windark cohort reputation is the bedrock of their reputation is on the fact that they never break their contract. Right. So I know that you are trying to... If your employer lies to them, if your employer is a liar and a thief, then the contract is null and void anyway. I've been a mercenary for many years up in Wiscon territory. I know these (laughs) things. And and you, my friend, have taken a contract that will sully your honor. I promise you. That may be the case. That man over there, that pudgy man with one hand, who's dirty and it smells of the the dungeon, (laughs) is the only one in this place that can make a contract uh, to retrieve their, their AV club's treasure. I don't know what you're speaking of, the AV Club's treasure. There's no idea what, you, what you're referring well, people to. People in Gosterwick will find out. We will make sure of it. You, you, well, you're, okay. You're giving me a lot of information. Now we're, now we've yes. moved into threats is what I'm hearing <laughs> now. And I, I, so. Not threats, just news. I'm a journalist. No, I'm just <laughs> so he, John, John, can I join in on this? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. I'm going to saddle up and sit next to, um, what's your, what's your character's name, Mike? Lothar. Brother Lothar. Lothar. There's, there's so many new character names to remember. Yeah, I know. Holden's going to saddle up next to Lothar um, and just listen for a minute. I, I'll keep going if you have other thoughts. No, Lothar. no, no. I'm, I'm waiting for John's response, frankly. You oh, sorry, sorry. Dug a pretty John. deep hole already, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, we don't, have, we don't have to like role play it out, but, but, but right. what he basically says is like he, he, uh, he understands your motive. Um, right. he doesn't have any reason to believe that Codswallop is that way. And he's certainly not going to take a stranger's word for it unless you have proof. He also tells you that the Windark cohort, when they enter into contracts, they make it very, very clear to people. And they, if I, if we didn't role play this the last time when you hired them, then they, they still would have done this basically saying like, if you prove to be false, like if you, if you double cross us, we reserve the right to basically end your life. <laughs> sure. So, um, the, so, so he says like, if, if he's, the the Codswallop entered into a contract with he first of all he he prefaces it by saying he doesn't have to explain any of this to you but he's doing it in order to because he's a nice guy so he's basically saying like i don't have to tell you this but when we enter into contract with with folks we um we uh we go in with good faith we accepted this contract if we find out that Codswallop is indeed false then uh that is our bad and we will end his life um and uh probably uh, sow the earth that his family, or what do we call it? <laughs> you know, you know, salt the earth. Yeah, salt, salt uh, the earth of all of his family and all that kind of good stuff. Right. Right. Where uh, anybody know where Codswallop is right now? It's dead, my friend. I'll do first and apologize later. I'm going to saddle up next to Mike. I'm going to say, you know, my friend here has a point about reputations. You know, as someone who's hired, I imagine that um, uh, protecting uh, uh, the security of your client is the utmost responsibility of a man as you, such as yourself. Yes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were to divulge, for instance, where your client were, that would do great harm to your reputation, would it not, my friend? I have no idea where Codswallop is. Hmm. 
Interesting. I have one more idea, guys. Do you know who does? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even venture. Friends, uh, you... First of all, you're all a little bit too close in my personal space. So I need the entire party to back up and realize <laughs> that this is none of your business. He is no longer a member of your party. He has divested himself for whatever reasons, which is your business, and has decided to go into business with us. And that is between him and us. If you, interfe you, if you interfere him? with that, we will find we will be very, very, very displeased. And yet, if you find out that um, this person, in fact, is uh, uh, false, as you put it, that promising you things that he does not have and does not have the right to, then I will I will eat my words and I will duly apologize to you and say that you were right all along. All right. Well, what time do we leave? Let's uh, let's head on out together and we can ask him. If everything is on the up and up, oh, there you aren't be you no aren't issue. part of this contract that we will be doing. We will perform in the contract. He hasn't hired you; he's hired us. Go to the stash, yeah, my friend. Fine, guys, we go yeah, to the yeah. Stash. We gotta go tonight. Of course, of course. Yes, yes, yes. But but, but and, yeah, I agree. Before we do that, though, um, certainly you may not know the location of Godsall as we speak, but certainly he's given you a a, a location to meet him at. Yes. Again, this is none of your business. I don't understand why you're prying so much. Forget about um, Codswallop. He's no longer yours. He's ours. Unfortunately, unfortunately I can't. <laughs> but you, you've merely arrived today, Guys, like many of my I men. Have, I have another idea. Oh, I'm, I'm about to execute an idea. <laughs> I have another idea. Let's go ahead on the route, right? We get to the stash ahead of time, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we spend the whole night moving the fucking treasure if Codswallop's not there into another room and hide it. Or what we do is we... Um, Call the dragon while they're en route to the stash, like with gongs and cymbals and maybe a couple sheep like staked out on the path and see if we can get the dragon to do our dirty work for us. Yeah, if Love there's a problem, too. Yeah. Love this idea, too. Okay. All right. So we're um, basically at quitting time. So, oh, oh, but I had such a, a lovely I'm, thing. I'm I was so angry. I had to take off my shirt. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, before, can, can I do one thing before we close? Sure, go ahead. Can I, can I ask the permission of the group to do one thing before we close? Go, just go, oh, go ahead. When you ever ask us for permission? Here's, here's, here's my thinking. Here's my thinking, Mike. All right. Um, which, is, which is what I was leading to. If I use suggestion to make him divulge where Kotswolf is. Oh, it's going to go badly, dude. He's, bro he's broached the contract publicly to other people who are aware of his reputation. No, no, because if you magically make him do it, he doesn't understand what I've done, though. He doesn't Are understand. You that. The other guy understood what you he, did, and he, no, he, know, he knows. He knows I've done something to, to him. No, he he understands that. Like I've I've done a glamour on him, of course, but like, the, you know, what what what, what 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 justification can he give to anyone else? If I was I've John, if I was John, I would be yeah. like, you magically made him divulge the information. Therefore, yeah. he didn't breach the contract. Therefore, they find you false, and they decide to take you apart. Yeah, that's yeah, they might try to kill me for sure. For sure, might. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? Drive? I'm up with you, dude. <laughs> well, why don't we? I, I, I very, please yeah. don't do the, that, David. The, the fallout of that, the fallout of that potential fallout would be, uh, you know, 
big, so um, we, we should save it for next time. And you can I'll certainly discuss the value of doing that uh, over the week um, as we go. So um, you keep it in mind. Make your jot a note that that's a tactic that you might decide to pursue next time. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have to stop it here. Um, so we didn't get to C-Team, uh, but that's okay. We will definitely... Well, I, actually, I think when we when we pick up, we'll pick up and resolve this immediate meeting between you and Bergdorf um, and see what happens. Um, well, it all depends on what you guys plan, but um, it, we definitely need to put uh, number one priority on C team to see what they're up to. Um, that is Rin and Yost and uh, Elizabeth and Elizabeth. Uh, and uh, what's her name, Lida. Um, so. Yes, and 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 Mike's uh, yet to be met, a uh, new character uh, to to join there because Lyda cannot be played. Um, so we'll pick it up with C team next time. And yeah, okay. So uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. So uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, so please. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> so my, my brain's a little bit mush but uh, anyways thank you for yeah. watching 3d6 down the line everybody please don't forget to like and subscribe don't forget that we have a patreon and uh, go check out our first publication feats of exploration which is available on drive through rpg and itch.io there will be links for all of those uh, down in the description below and also don't forget that you can join our free uh, but very fun discord server where there's lots of good conversation going on where you can discuss this latest episode and every other one of our episodes from our two campaigns. So please do so. Um, in the meantime, I hope everyone has a great week and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, John. And I almost forgot to thank our wonderful Conqueror tier Patreon members. We cannot do it without you. Thank you for your ongoing and continued support. Adam the DM, Andrew Schroker, Dyer Grew, Eric Lawson, Faisal Grunt, James Doig, Jib Cutter, MM, Mando NZ, Mexac, Michael Schilling, Robert Valdez, Scott Yearsley, Stefano Di Maiolo, Summon Toast, and Will Davies. Thank you once again. <laughs>